The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. So hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today, we have an intuitive reading, and you know this guest came with a question that I think will resonate with a lot of people. We're not all in her exact situation, but I do think so many people do have, and we're going to get to your question in a minute, Joe. welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> so many people do have these complicated relationships with their biological parents. So share your question with everybody and let's get into your reading. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me here and doing this reading for me. I'm so excited. So I have had an estranged relationship from my birth mother for a a very long time. She severed her rights, her parental rights when I was 14 and I went into foster care. And that was actually the last time that I have seen her talk to her. She has had an on again, off again relationship with my older brother through the majority of my adult life. And recently, and I say recently, uh, within the last few years, she's expressed interest to him in reestablishing a relationship with me. And I'm just very, very torn about that. Okay. So I'm going to tune in. Would you mind giving me just the first name of your mother? Midge. And was she a young mother when she had you? No, I was the youngest of three. So she was in her probably late 20s when I was born. Because she has a very young vibe about her, a very childlike vibe about her. She's telling me that at the juncture that she made the decision to let go of parental rights, she was really not in a good place. She was not in her right mind. She was completely irresponsible and completely out of control and not super interested, she said, in anyone other than herself or her own needs. Okay. And again, she probably doesn't feel like it was a choice that she made. It feels like it was almost like she was forced to make that choice based on her behaviors. And probably at the time, it seemed like she didn't care. Right. But that was because she wants you to know, and I'm talking to her higher self a little bit now too. So if I can make that differentiation, right, we can talk to different levels of a personality and we're starting high. So I don't know if she would cop to all of this in her mind or not. We'll get there in her human mind. But what she's telling me, at least from the higher perspective is, look, at that period of time, I was so lost. I was so gone. I was so narcissistic is the world that comes through. So we're probably talking to our higher self because I don't know a lot of narcissists that call themselves that. (laughs) But like having my kids ripped away from me or forcibly ripped. It's like when, you know, the guy dumps you and you pretend like you don't care. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because your heart is broken. Your heart is broken. And so the best way that you can deal with it is to pretend like you didn't give it a crap anyway. Okay. Right. So her higher self, first and foremost, wants you to know that she did and that there is definitely was some sort of internal conflict, though she could not hold it in her human being. There was some kind of internal conflict around this. It was not as easy of a choice or a decision. You know, you feel like she just kind of scraped you off like you weren't even there. But that's not how it was for her. It was complicated, but she could not absorb the pain of it. So she didn't. 
Does that make sense? So I just want to give you that. It does. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's more about you having your healing mm-hmm. and having your sense of like integrity and wholeness around this. It's not around a past for her because even though our higher selves have the wisdom and guidance, it's our human selves that are playing the game. And even though we can understand that everyone's a soul having a human experience and that we're all doing the best that we can based on, you know, where we're standing right now and what we know and what we believe in the moment and, you know, all of that good stuff, we're all doing the best that we can given our limited human perspective and our confusions. You're still held responsible for your behaviors. Right. Okay. And she did not behave responsibly on many levels on many levels throughout your childhood but particularly during that time frame right and i'm also being shown without any details at all that you being removed from her care was probably life saving for you not life saving but like it was the best outcome for you as hard as it was you were mm-hmm. living in a unstable and unsafe environment right okay and so one thing that your mother would like you to know is that forcing her to make the choice and making the choice, even though I don't feel that she did it nicely or responsibly or ethically or kindly or gave you any of this information, but she wants you to know that part of herself agreed with it because she knew it was the right choice for you. So she might've said like, I don't need them, blah, 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 like really horrible things. But in her heart, she was able to make that choice because she knew that she was no good for you. Okay. Okay. So I hope that that gives you some peace. It does. I do kind of understand that, you know, at that point she felt like she didn't have any other options. Like in that moment, she felt like all of the circumstances had brought her to that point. And the best thing for me probably in that point was to just, you know, sever her rights. And yeah, she got herself, it looks like in a lot of trouble. And didn't know how to get out of it. And she likes trouble. I got to say, she's someone that, you know what I mean? She likes drama. The image they're giving me is she keeps sticking her hand in the blender again and again. Now, most people, (laughs) you do that once, you lose a finger. You're like, all right, I am not doing that twice. But for some reason, your mom just keeps sticking her hand in there. Right. And, you know, that's just her karma. And karma is the wrong word. But that's just how she's playing it in this go round. Okay. It's just her energy. It really has nothing to do with you except for the fact that, you know, she birthed you. But at that point in time, I don't think she perceived that she had a choice, but also, you know, it wasn't this terrible reunion where, please help me. I'm so sorry. She seemed like she didn't care, but that's just because it was too painful. Right. Okay. Yeah. And she's very resentful. So she's always going to blame everyone else. And she's not super good at saying, oh, wait, this is what I did wrong. Does that make sense? It does. It makes sense. And that's one of the things that I've been struggling with a little bit is just trying to understand the set of circumstances that led her to that decision. And the set of circumstances or her thought process that allowed her to just stay with that, like the rest of my entire childhood and adulthood, it felt to me like she was making no she had no desire at all to to have any kind of relationship with her children. She did not reach out at all, or at least to, to me, it felt like. And that may have been because she didn't feel like she would be received well. 
and that may have been the case, you know, I, I don't know. So yeah. I'm just, I've been wrestling with mine, but I've tried to be empathetic. I tend to be a very empathetic person. Oh, I know you do. I picked that up right away. <laughs> you are extremely empathetic, but you know, you're boundaried with respect to this. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't give that up. I think that the boundaries are the most important thing that you have here. And your little heart has been hurt right. by the person who, you know, should be the least likely to hurt it. Right. And you get to honor that first. If you went to your grave blaming her, I mean, that would be sucky for you. And I don't even think that you do, but you know, that would be your right. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not encouraging that or saying that, you know, cause you're, you're just wiser than that. And I think you already have the 411 that when I blame and judge somebody else for my unhappiness, even if they have some responsibility there, it's, you know, it's drinking a poison, you know, <laughs> that's hurting me more than it's hurting anything else. You know that. Yeah. But also the boundary and the honor of yourself is really important, okay? And any feelings that you have, anger, frustration, like you got to have those feelings. They are justified. They are correct for the situation. And, you know, feeling them is is how we heal them, okay? Right. The reason that she did not contact you during your childhood because she didn't change very much. Her circumstances didn't really change. She might have been in and out of trouble, in and out of whatever. But again, she was pretty consistent in her misbehaviors and her way of approaching life. So she wouldn't have been better for you five years later, three years later, six months later, 10 years. Like there was no growth there or development. That's number one. Okay. Number two, again, going back to that was so painful she probably did not have the capacity to do it. Mm -hmm. Meaning it's easier, that old boyfriend broke my heart, like thinking about him, knowing he's still on this planet, like going to the street where he lived, it's better again that I just keep it out of my mind because my caring is so big that if I open that crack a little, I'll explode. Right. Again, not fair to you. The parent in the relationship ideally is the one that tends to the child's needs and not the other way around. But this particular person did not have the emotional capacity to do that for you. Again, your guides say that her staying away from you during that period of time was the best choice. That wherever you wound up, and I, I feel like you wound up in an okay place, even though the whole situation was painful, you were cared for right. and you were loved, correct? I was, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. There's some resentment of your caregiver towards your mom. So you had to deal with that, which was unfortunate because really the message you should have always gotten from that caregiver is your mom did the best she can do and she loves you. And unfortunately you did not get that message. And I'm sorry for that because it is the truth. But overall, you know, you were in a better place with whoever took care of you than if you had been with your mother during any of that time. And I don't know, were you with a grandparent, an aunt, I went into foster care. And so I stayed in foster care the rest wow. of the day until I aged out. I eventually reconnected with my older brother and older sister, but I never went to live with them. Did you have someone that you were staying with though that was helpful or no? It was. The initial foster family that I went to stay with was toxic, but yeah, God bless. The second foster family that I ended up with was a much better fit. Okay. And that was where I definitely felt loved and accepted for sure. Yeah. It feels that. So I want to give you that joy, but it is such a scary experience that you went through. And I'm so sorry that you had that experience. I do feel that the second foster family would not have been conducive to your mother coming back on the scene. Mm -hmm. Okay. They may not have said anything to you, but they had beliefs. I'm not sure they were wrong 
that it would not be ideal for you. Not that they necessarily had a say, but they would not have made that easy. Right. Yeah. And again, your mother's shame about what she did, which I don't think she can necessarily own, would have made that difficult as well. Because the only way to get her back at that point in time would have been to someone who would have like coaxed her back in and told her, come here, sweet little kitty. And they weren't going to do that. Right. No, for sure. Do you know what I mean? They were going to like trap her, put her in a cage, like give her a bunch of vaccines and then maybe, maybe let her come talk to you. Right. And she wouldn't have stood for that because she's a wild cat. Yeah. So I know that her circumstances have changed. Yeah. So has she grown a little bit? You know, are you feeling that at all? Okay. Let me tune back into her energy. So she has mellowed. Okay. And she is in a more stable-ish situation than she has been in other points in her life. I also guess that her health is not so fantastic. So she is probably, I don't know if she's telling people this, but she's probably starting to think towards the end of her life. Okay, I don't know how old she is, but it feels like she's has a little bit of trouble breathing, for example. Okay? Right. So that is, she's at least thinking about that. But I also get the sense that her desire to reconnect with you is more about her than it is about you. Meaning, I want to see her. I want to know. All of that's real sweet. I want to know that she loves me and I want her to forgive me. And, you know, I have a sense that in some level you already do. But to go there and say it to her face when she's not going to apologize, I mean, it would break you. Right. Or she's not going to accept any responsibility. Yeah. I think that's the challenge for me is I've come to that place. Like you said, I come to that place where I don't blame her. I understand that, you know, she had circumstances and and experiences and all of those things that led her to the life that she did. And so I don't blame her for that. But like you said, there are consequences and you have to take ownership of your actions and you have to take responsibility for those. And I think it would be really, that's why I've been so torn is I don't know that she's willing or able to accept responsibility. Yeah. So the one thing that the guides say is even the fact that she's reached out to any of you is some degree of accepting responsibility because she couldn't have done it before. Right. Uh, you were the one I think that was harmed the worst by her actions. I was the youngest and yeah. Yeah. I was the baby and I was definitely babied <laughs> by, okay. by everybody. Like my brother, my older brother, my older sister, right. my mom, my birth dad, like everybody babied me. And I did feel like I had a close relationship with my mom up to oh. the point where she kind of went through this thing and she met my stepdad and sort of went off the deep end and made all of those decisions that eventually led to our separation. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And where's your biological father in all of this? He died shortly after that. It was before I went into foster care. So we were still living in California. I was 14. We hadn't moved yet. So I was pretty young still too. Okay. So you had that and then you lost him and then she was no longer available. Right. Yeah. Woo. Okay. So will she take responsibility? She's in a better place now than she ever has been. A clearer place, a firmer place. She has done some reflection on her life. Okay. 
she understands a little bit more about what she has done wrong. But my read again, if I have the right person and only you can know, is that she skews more than a little bit narcissistic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Meaning that it's always about her first. Mm -hmm. And you probably didn't see that till the shit hit the fan. Right. I was also very young at that point. And so, you know, when you're young, you're not necessarily going to see the situation. Exactly. But I think you see it now. I think you see it now. The other question the guys are asking you that weighs into this decision is, how do you feel about the interaction she has with your brother? And I'm guessing you have another sibling that she doesn't interact with? Uh, My other sister is past. Okay. Oh my goodness. My sister did not have a relationship with her either. I've chosen not to have a relationship. Oh, your sister's, yeah, your sister died quite mad at her. Yeah, I imagine so. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My brother has reestablished a relationship with my mom and she actually went and stayed with them last Christmas for a few weeks. So he is accepted, but he's also... He has a lot of her childlike tendencies as well. And so he's not necessarily going to do a lot of inner work. It's just easier for him to accept things at face value than it is for him to dig deeper. And I think she is a lot like that too. And I think that's probably why they have been able to reconnect and have like that reestablished relationship. Yeah, I got it. So what was your sister's name? Because I believe she's here to chat with us. Shauna. Shauna. Shauna's made peace now. She loves you very much. She's looking out for you and she is sorry that she couldn't have been more assistance to you when everything was happening. She says, I was a child. I was overwhelmed. I didn't think of you at all. I mean, not in a bad way, but like I just, I was so into my own thing and my own, but she really regrets it because she says, I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball with her. Like I just, I was so wrapped up in my own self at that time that I I just didn't even have time to pay attention to what was happening to Joe. And, and I feel really bad about that. So she wants you to know. It feels like you did have a relationship later in life and that you repaired a lot of that and that she did take responsibility somewhat, but even more so now she wants you to know. She, she, she was a child. I don't think she was that old, but she could have done a little bit more than she did. Okay. And again, it's not that it'd be expected, but like it was certainly expected by you, right? She had her own situation and her own pain to deal with. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I don't know if there was some kind of drug use or something like that, but like she had some self-destructive tendencies. Definitely self-destructive tendencies. Yeah. I don't know how she died, but that's what did her in. Like whether it was by action or just because that's just how her energy was flowing. But she's at peace now. She wants you to know. She loves you very much. She's around your mother too. She is telling me that, you know, she sees your mother now for who she is. So she's giving you the image of like a clown. Like if you see her in a clown suit. See my mother? Yes. You see your mother in a clown suit, then you understand. What she's saying is when you're able to see your mother in a clown suit, that's when you'll be able to deal with her again. And if you don't get to that point, that's okay. The guides are also saying, but your sister is echoing in this, you owe her nothing. You owe her nothing, meaning you do this 100% for you. And your mother knows this, by the way. Now, she may manipulate you and tell you, you owe this to me because I gave life to you. She's like She may articulate that because, again, she's a little confused, but you don't. She failed you. She failed you. And 
We know she did that doing the best she could with her limited level of awareness, but she still did. And so it needs to be a thousand percent on your terms and what you want when you choose or if you choose to forgive her in this body, you do that and you do that with no expectation that she apologizes to. Right. But her reaching out to you is a form of apology because she wouldn't put out that olive branch if she didn't think something had to happen for her even do that because, you know, there's a break in her shame that she can at least put herself out there like that. So it's it's the beginning of an apology or at least an understanding that she did something wrong. Yeah, that makes sense. And really, I just, I don't want something to happen to her and me regret not having talked to her when I had the opportunity. Yeah. And the one caution I would say is you may not want to have a regular relationship with this person, mm-hmm. right? You may want to have a conversation that said it was hard. It was really hard. I'm still processing the whole experience, even now at the age that I am now. I understand you did the best that you could do. And yet, you know, some of the choices that you made really sucked for me. And that's the understatement of the century. But I forgive you. I understand you. I love you. But that does not necessarily mean that we go back to having the relationship that we could have had should the circumstances have been different. Does that make sense? It does. It does for sure. Yeah. And then you grieve in yourself the mom that you wanted to have, that you deserved and that you didn't have. And you wait and see. She's still manipulative. She's still confused. And she still wants the connection because she wants it for her, not necessarily because she can track or understand what's in your best interest. She can understand that you might be mad at her and she has to sweet talk you to get you to like her again. But she probably can't comprehend the depth of harm that she caused to you. I mean, a little bit. She can feel it, but not with her mind. And more importantly, I just don't think that she'll ever have the kind of empathy and what's the word? Um, Social perspective taking abilities Mm -hmm. that you might need to feel wholly safe and comfortable and pleasant in that relationship. It's not for lack of trying. It's just for lack of capacity. Yeah. But if the stray dog has been raised to bite and you can't take the bite out of it, you don't invite it in your bed. That's true. I need to tell you too that the reason that I said yes to your particular question is because I lost my mom less than a week ago Mm -hmm. after not as difficult a situation as yours. So thank you for giving me perspective. But a difficult childhood and like 14 years of estrangement. And we did have the opportunity to reconnect right before she died. And that was that was a gift. But anyway, I wanted to thank you for this too, because it was helpful to me. Thank you. You're very welcome. It never ceases to amaze me how often the universe brings you just what you need, just when you need it. Bingo. So I wanted <laughs> to share that with you because it was a gift to me. And I hope this was a gift to you. I will say too, my read is that you will know when the right time is. And if you have the intention to make peace and to hear her voice and to say goodbye before she leaves the planet, if you have that, let that intention be known, set that intention and know that the opportunity, I think that if that is something that you desire, the right timing will come to you. You will know when and how. Thank you. So I I hope that that helps. I do think that you do want to at least talk to her again Mm -hmm. at some point. And I do get the sense that her days may not, it could go either way, but that she's she's contemplating her mortality. But I would enter into any 
arrangement or agreement with your boundaries firm and intact. And then make sure you have a lot of support around it. Do you have a really good support system? I do. I see that. And what do they think you should do? They think I should do whatever feels right for me. Yeah. And they support either either decision. You know, I've had that definitely that conversation that says I don't want to regret not doing it. Yeah. Well, you you answered your question. Yeah. Then the question is recognizing, you know, you'll know when the timing is. Here's an example. You put your hand out if the thing bites at you and you pull your hand back. Is that going to compound your grief tremendously? Right? Or is are you going to be able to say, "All right, it's still biting." I will know internally that I love and forgive it, but it stays over there. Alternatively, if she tries to lure you back into a relationship that doesn't feel comfortable for you, do you feel that you have the wherewithal to have the boundaries? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So that little child in you is not going to be seduced. No. You know, you'll know what to do. Like I told you before, when we got on this, I will never tell you what to do, nor will your guides. Sometimes people will say to me, like the other day, a client said to me, Yep, that boyfriend, you told me that your guide said I should break up with him. And now I'm starting to see it. And I'm like, they didn't tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't tell you that. I didn't tell you that. But perhaps something that came through made you think that. Made you make that decision. Yeah, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. And and most likely your your guidance won't. Your spirit guides won't do that either. And they, they respect your free will. So we're respecting your free will here for sure. I think you know in your heart what the situation is and what your choices are. I think you want to lean heavy on your support system now. And I think it's important that you tell your very sweet inner child and your beautiful, loving adult, how freaking amazing you are to have been through these experiences that you have and come out to be the human being that you are today mm-hmm. with incredible love, incredible boundaries, incredible clarity. And you're just, you're just a good egg. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a challenge to get here, but I do feel like I am whole in who I am. Yeah. Yeah, you feel it and you feel very clear, which is just so beautiful. And, you know, some people think, myself included, that, you know, everything that we experience in life is a gift, even the really stuff that feels, you know, like one of those exploding gifts from the Smurfs. You're probably too young for that, but (laughs) you're laughing. So maybe not. You know what I mean? Like everything, even if you open the gift and it's a box of poop you know, everything's a gift. Everything's a gift and our soul learns and grows from everything. And it does not mean that you have to like certain things. Certain things are really wrong and bad and hard and difficult. And you want to honor the part of you that experienced that and tell that part how much you love it and how brave and beautiful, whatever it takes to feel good, right? But it just speaks to your strength and determination and bravery as a soul that you took this stuff on. And then everyone that participated you know, some of them are going to have their own karma from participating, but at the highest sense, the guys want you to know y'all did this together. But the most important thing for you to know is just how you rocked it. You rocked it. And so you can look at all these experiences and you have the thing I don't see within you, which is shocking is any resentment. No. You know, which is again, friends. And if you are looking at this and you're feeling resentful about things in your life, I feel resentful about things in my life. But I just want to honor that about you. So there's nothing wrong if you do, but the fact that you don't is just, it shows that you've made peace with so many aspects of life. And um, I just think the last little bit is to honor yourself, tell yourself how beautiful you are and that you don't need your mom's, your mom loves you, but you don't need her express love or approval, right? To make peace with this relationship. 
You just need to know in your heart that you've done your best, which you have, that you have gained from this experience what your soul wanted you to learn, which you are learning and you are doing and you are beautiful. And you just have to make peace within yourself and tell your inner child how amazing and beautiful and wonderful she is. And I really think after that, everything else will fall into place. Thank you. I appreciate that. That speaks to me and I appreciate that. You're very truly welcome and I appreciate you. Is there anything else on this that you wanted to say or ask about before we wrap up? I don't think so. I feel pretty whole with it. Beautiful. All right. You are a beautiful soul. I know so many people are going to resonate with uh, what you brought forward today. And I just want to send you a ton of love and gratitude for sharing your story with, with me and with listeners today. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope somebody else out there can take away something as well. Oh, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to take a lot (laughs) away from this. So it was generous of you to share it with us. And for everybody tuning in, I want to thank you again for listening, for tuning in, for letting me do what you all know I love to do. As you know, I do offer private readings to folks all over the globe. So if that speaks to you, you can go to victoriashawintuitive.com and book yourself a session. Uh, I also offer group readings in my Intuitive Connection Premier community. So you can sign up for that as well. But whatever you do, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste.